Hey, I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader, where I sit down on my lunch break, and we talk Bible stuff, and how that makes us better husbands, fathers, men in general. Good stuff. So, we are in Proverbs again. Yes, again. A lot of good stuff in Proverbs, and it's kind of scattered all over. We're all the way at the start of Proverbs, chapter 1, verses 2 through 7. Here we go. To know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge, and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel to understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, is there anything you notice here? What do you notice? What jumps out at you? What's your gut reaction? For me, uh, for one thing, wisdom seems to be pretty important, if I had to guess. And it seems to be a bad thing to be naive to lack discretion, to be a fool. Wisdom's ridiculously important, and the lack of wisdom, then, would be really bad. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. A man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. It's, it's interesting to note that a wise man doesn't sound like like an end. It's not like, oh, I'm wise now. I don't have to listen anymore. I'm good. No, you, because you're a wise man, you're going to listen. You're going to expand your, your knowledge, your understanding. You're going to continue learning and uh, add and acquire more more understanding and knowledge as you go on. Kind of the, the Socrates method of wisdom is knowing that you don't know anything. And then kind of building from that foundation of the the few things that you do know that are the transcendent things in life. Or you can usually count on one hand. And the idea is you're always going to be discovering stuff that's important and stuff that's not important as you go on. Increase in wisdom and learning. Like, like a muscle. Wisdom's kind of like a muscle. Just because the rock is the rock doesn't mean he's like, Ah, I made it! I can stop working out now. No. He had to work hard to get how big he is, and then he has to continue working as hard to stay that big. You can look up his, like, workout and his diet online. It's preposterous. Um... And that's, that's the thing. Wisdom is like that. You don't get to a point where you can just sit back and go, I made it. We're good. It's, it's constant. It's consistent. You can, you can get stupid if you just think you know everything. That's uh, probably the apex of stupidity is knowing everything. Air quotes. I, I did air quotes for those of you that couldn't, uh, couldn't hear the air quotes. So, uh, who is the audience? Um, in a very direct sense... 
this is uh, uh, father writing to his son is sort of the direct context given both here and uh, a little farther on in uh, chapter 2 and 3 he starts referencing directly my son and uh, oh no verse 8 right after we uh, finished here hear my son your father's instructions and he he sets it in a context of a father sitting down with his son and so of course in a direct context obviously Solomon's writing this for his son but in a in a more general sense we have older older Christians uh, fathers in the faith uh, fathers in the faith older human beings who've been on this planet longer than us who know better uh, sometimes not even specifically Christians can have some really solid advice just because they've been around longer than you have and uh, certain things in the world are kind of self-evident when you've got enough life under your belt. And so listening to this this wisdom is at, throughout the book of Proverbs is kind of in a context of here now son, here's what's important in life. Listen up. He spends the whole first like two chapters talking about how important wisdom is and uh, listen up and pay attention. You know, finds wisdom. Yeah, he goes, I forgot, he goes all the way through like chapter three or four of uh, Listen, my son, this stuff's important. Uh, yeah, they get all the way into like six. He's all the way to, like chapter six before he's finally like uh, actually giving practical advice. Everything else is be righteous, don't be an idiot, don't be stupid, stay away from loose women, listen to wisdom. No, seriously, listen to wisdom. Wisdom's important. Listen to wisdom, stay away from loose women. Then finally he gets into chapter 6 and he starts giving a little bit of practical advice and then jumps right back into how important wisdom is. So, then what's wisdom though? That's, that's going to be kind of critical. So what is it? We use this word a bunch of times. You know, you keep using that word, and I don't think that means what you think it means. So, we got a couple of things in, in this passage specifically, you know, discern uh, the sayings of understanding, instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, equity, prudence, knowledge, discretion, understanding, a proverb, words of the wise, their riddles. And fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So it sets this foundation for the rest of the book, and it, it repeats the fear of the Lord's beginning of knowledge, beginning of wisdom. It uses both words going on. So it uses wisdom and knowledge and understanding kind of interchangeably. So there's kind of a bigger concept he's getting at, not just the word wisdom as a, as a specific word, but kind of a general idea of understanding. Common sense is what we would probably use nowadays. Although common sense is so rare, it's practically a superpower, as my good friend Travis West is used to saying. The, the fear of the Lord lays this foundation that there is a creator God of the universe, and he built the world and humans to operate and to act in this universe within a certain set of guidelines. And... Uh, God didn't make us robots and automatons that only operate within those guidelines. He created the guidelines, and they always have a natural consequence for doing stupid things and a natural reward for doing a smart thing. Uh, just as an example, if you waste your money gambling, 
well, you have no money anymore. Uh, if you save your money and invest it in something that gives you more money, you get more money. That's just a basic common sense kind of thing. And uh, that's wisdom. And that's kind of a... My wife and I tell our kids, we call it a God spanking when natural consequences happen. You know, don't jump on the couch and the kid jumps on the couch and falls and bumps his head. And we go, that was a God spanking. Uh, God allowed physics to punish you for not adhering to common sense. And so fearing God, fearing um, having a reverence for the Lord and for the world that he created gives you a foundation of some things are going to be smart and some things are going to be not smart. And that sets you up to continue looking at the world in a way of what is the smart way to accomplish this and what is the dumb way to accomplish this. And let's pick the former rather than the latter. I want the first one, not the second one. So wisdom is this common sense that you you understand how the world has been designed to work by the creator God and operate within those guidelines. That you you understand that your relationships work better when you commit to a marriage. You understand that your parenting works better when you commit to a marriage. Um, adhering to God's pattern for marriage sets you up for success in those things. And disregarding it sets you up to have troubles and strife and all the problems that come out of disregarding wisdom. All the trouble that foolishness brings. So, that's kind of a lot of heavy big conceptual stuff, a lot of big ideas. What's uh, the little idea? What are we going to do differently tomorrow? How? Do, so what? What's the so what? Why do I care? I don't know. No, no, no. The, the big thing is to under, use your common sense, really. To understand there is such a thing as common sense and to be humble enough to look at a situation and go, perhaps I'm not doing this the smartest way. Or maybe noticing in your life you consistently have a problem over and over again. This is something that keeps coming up. Maybe the problem is you. Not that you got problems, but that you're doing something. You, you're doing an action that is causing you to, to have a result consistently, and you're just not connecting the result and the action together yet. Um, if you continuously... Gamble. Gambling is just an easy one to pick on. If you keep gambling and you keep being surprised why you don't have enough money at the end of the month, well, stop gambling. Gambling is nothing but a tax for stupid people who can't do math. Gambling robs you of all of your money forever. I'm not saying don't ever buy a Powerball, but don't ever buy a Powerball. They're stealing from you. Do you know why? Do you know why that there's a hundred million dollar Powerball? Because all of the suckers that buy Powerball bought a hundred million dollars of Powerballs. That's why. Actually, they bought more than that because they skim off the top to pay for whatever nonsense runs it. You know, most states they put it into schools or whatever. But I mean, if the schools were doing their job, nobody would buy the lottery anymore. So it's probably not gonna gonna happen. But that's that's the point though, is look at look at what you're doing and say, oh hey, I keep having this bad thing happen. Maybe I'm doing something that's causing that bad thing. 
and then stop doing that. You know, doctor, doctor, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't do that. So that's, that's how we can apply this. That's what we can look at for our lives going forward, though, is to be mindful that God has given us this book. I love the, the old adage where the, the Bible, it's basic instructions before leaving earth, spells out Bible. And it's this idea that you look at your Bible when you have a confusion or a question or a problem, Google Bible verses about XYZ. Google is my best Bible study tool. When I can't find a verse and I'm like, oh, it's the one verse about something and you're misphrasing it in your head, just type that into Google, Bible verse, and then what little you can remember about the Bible verse, boom, just millions, scads of top 10 lists all over the internet that'll uh, hook you up on, oh, okay, here are the right verses I can start reading to kind of wrap my brain around what God's word says about. And then, you know, go through, don't just read it on the top 10 list on somebody's blog and go, ah, I'm good. Get a paper Bible out, okay? It's my good book. Yes, it's wrapped in duct tape. It's awesome. It's my paper Bible. But uh, do do something, right? Look it up. Read it in a paper Bible. Look up each of the verses that you find on the thing you want and go, okay, here's God's wisdom about, you know, X, Y, Z, about marriage, about parenting, about uh, work and, you know, do what you find in here. If you don't follow the blueprints, your building's going to look terrible and it's going to be broken and busted up. But you follow the blueprints, everything comes out square, plumb, and true. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Godspeed.